don't know if I really love this decision. Over the middle, got his man, and look at him go! Jalen Waddle for the touchdown! Welcome to Inside Leverage, your gateway to the fascinating realm of the Miami Dolphins. Join us as we delve deep into the team's dynamic Super Bowl journey. We invite you to share your most scorching takes, unwind, and relish in our captivating Tonight we have a very special guest. He was drafted by the Dolphins ninth overall in 1990. He amassed seven Pro Bowls and four All-Pro Awards while protecting Dan Marino's blind side for 10 years. I am extremely honored to welcome Miami Dolphins honor row inductee number 78, Richmond Webb. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up? What's up? What's up? How, how y'all doing? All right, man. Looking Great. forward to this, man. How you doing? All hey, them pancakes. Thanks. I see them pancakes. Pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> man, I appreciate y'all having me on the show. How y'all doing? All right, man. We, my brother. We, hey, this, we appreciate you. As a kid watching you on TV, and now I'm here yeah. talking to you. Now we good. <laughs> I just, I just want to make sure. As long as we good, we good. That's it. Hey, Rich, which, give us a little, little background. What you've been doing with your time, man? <clears throat> man, um, since the Dolphins out the playoffs, um, I'm still watching uh, this and that. It's, it's been a little cool here in Texas. We had a couple cold days last week, and then. It warmed up for like a day, and now we got rain for like two more days, and then I'll kind of get back in. I had to put my little citrus trees in the garage and stuff so they wouldn't, you know, get frostbite, but I'm, I'm going to pull them back out this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I did the same with my oregano. <laughs> yes, sir. You got, got protected. That's it. Wow. So what are you what are you doing as far as you working on anything? You got a, like some, a podcast. I know you've been on with other different people. Are you uh -huh. doing uh, like coaching on the side, what, what, are you, what are you up to? No, uh, I do do a podcast with uh, <clears throat> I go on with a uh, uh, reason and a guy named Ball Game, uh, fifth side of the NFL. We we take that on Wednesday nights. I've been doing that for a few years, so that's Reason's podcast, but uh, I've been doing that and then um, just trying to trying to learn how to be an empty nester. You know, my youngest daughter's you know, she in college, she graduate. In May, and so yeah, I'm just trying to trying to learn that and keep this honeydew list down. Other than that, that's about <laughs> it, <bro>. man. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry, bro. What I can say, I, I you don't know how much I can relate to every single I thing. Can't, you just I, cannot, I cannot. I cannot. You you, you 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 feel my pain, then, huh? Oh okay. yeah. yeah. French just started. Oh, he got little girls. You so. guys are preaching to the choir to each other because you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Hey, we don't have a lot more time than just this white hair, bro. I'm just yeah, I yeah, am yeah, not yeah. rushing to that. I'm not don't rush, yeah. Take your time, bro. Take your time. It's gonna be waiting on you. That's it. Hey, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Will, let me ask you a football question. When I was just I was chopping over with the boys and I was I was actually talking about a, a, a an argument I'm having on these Twitter worlds. 
you know how people get rabid out there. And uh, my 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 point with this team, as I see I see teams being successful in the playoffs and maintain their success, I say we do need all line help, but we need linebackers and we need dogs at linebackers and we need side on the sideline guys. I I I figure you can fix our O line with bringing back Connor. And you get a mm-hmm. uh, solid left guard. Maybe you could draft the kid from Washington that he play, eventually replace uh, T-Set or whatever. But I think we need more linebackers. And we need guys that are – that that man, Zach Thomas, people used to sca- be sc- – man, nobody's scared about linebackers, man. These guys are friendly. They're changing jerseys at the end of the game. Yeah, uh, I, I do – there are some areas we can't improve in. And, and I do like, you know, the comments about uh, the offensive line. And even looking at this past year – I really take my hat off to those guys because of all the injuries they had and the way they had to shuffle and still kind of maintain uh, a high level. And then uh, I, I was extremely happy for Austin Jackson. I thought he had a Pro Bowl year. Um, you know, he he been getting beat up since he got here, and, and he was really coming out of not this past year, but the year before. But he had the high ankle sprain, and so people really couldn't see it, but. It all came together, and we probably got one of the best right tackles in the game right now. So, um, like you said, if we can sign Connor back and add maybe another guard or so, and and get the the backups a little bit more experience, I think you know we're gonna we're gonna be nice there. And and that's one thing I agree with, especially in the playoffs. You got to play really good defense, but you got to be able to run the football. And that's that's what I was watching. Um, I was watching Detroit. Um, against Tampa Bay, and both of those got really good defenses. But the boys from Detroit, they was coming off their rock, and I was like, I said, "Ooh, this is." But, but you gotta, you gotta have that element in your game. Those boys were dancing; they were dancing. Yeah, and and even when uh, Green Bay was playing um, uh, the Forty ers they had made a comment from uh, uh, coach from the Forty ers His dad, uh, Shanahan. Yeah. Shanahan. And he was saying a lot of times pe- teams will put nine in the box, but he won't check out of it because he was like, you still got to run. The f- Whether you get one or two yards, you still got to e- maintain an element of, of, of physical football, especially in the playoffs. And so I, I love when you hear that. And then a coach, be- I mean, sometimes you got to check out of a play if it just don't work. But when you have an opportunity to try to kind of have a little balance and really come off the ball and stuff like that, that sets up your play action and it helps you, you know, you pass the game and everything. So um, that that's why I like playoff football because everybody kind of raises their level of play just a little bit. Oh yeah. Go ahead, French. Hey, Rick, uh, thanks for your time. Uh, hey, one of the things I'm going to tell you, Rich, and I, I've seen you on the road this season at a, at a couple of the, the, the tailgates and a, and a couple of events on the road. And man, just to see, the admiration of the community, just from young to old, just coming up to you, giving you your flowers, giving you your salutes. It's, it's a great thing to see, especially from the old line. You know, we used to call them the big nasty. And I, and we were kind of talking about it uh, the, the other day, just, just random, just guy conversation, just talking about just kind of the offensive line and, and firing off like, what what's one of the the the, the things look for the evolution of the run game? Where I know consistency is key as far as keeping the unit together, but what is one of the things you look for 
in the evolution of an offensive line or offensive line unit because in my mind they, 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 they're almost like units together it's never really one guy it's kind of a, a group of guys what do you see like the evolution in these guys and what maybe that's I'm kind of steering in the way of McDaniels trusting them to get that two yard, even if it's ugly. Where do, where do you think that evolution in the offense comes? I, I would say going into year three or just as a, as a coach kind of trusting in that offensive line to kind of execute and kind of that muddy game, because I, I got a little bit more, but I'll, let, I'll stop right there. Okay. Yeah. I, I think with uh, coach McDaniel, I think um, when we got a lot of our interior guys hurt early in the season, you start seeing us run more sweeps and, and, and trying to hit the outside versus, you know, hitting up in between the tackles. And I thought that was because of that. And to give some of the guys that were filling in for the guys that were hurt to get them a little bit more um, experience and kind of get everybody in sync. And you're right. Even though it's five guys, we all kind of work as one unit. And, and, you know, that's one thing about offensive line, you know, Four guys can block everything right, and one guy go the wrong way, and the play gets blown up. It's not like defense, so um, that's the thing. But um, <clears throat> and then I think it's the way. It, it all depends on what you have. Like we have a lot of speed, this and that. So I think Coach McDaniel um, utilizes that well. I just think like as we get closer to the playoffs, you still got to have a, a consistent running game, and I'd like to possibly see where we could use um, a change-up guy like Moser and, and, and A-Chan are really, really fast guys. They, they can run in between the tackles, but when you, you get a big back that can, you know, change up, not that he has that speed, but he's got that bruise and he's going to lean on you, lean on you. You know, when he hits those big 330-pound D tackles and hitting that linebacker, they're going to be like, man, I don't want to see this guy keep coming, but you keep you, you got to change up. So when they get used to him and then you hit him with Moser or an A-chain, they're not ready for it because it's just the speed of the game. So I think, um, you know, each year I see progression. I, I see, you know, last year we added on the defense, I think, you know, uh, Coach Fangio, um, uh, we added some defensive players. And I think, we'll, I think we'll add what we need. It's just a process. And then the other thing is, man, we got hit with a ton of injuries. You know, anytime you lose, you know, all three, Phillips, Chubb, and Van Ginkle, that, and yeah, I mean, they just killed our outside pass rush. So that's typically not going to happen in a year, but it was just our year, I guess, to have an overabundance of injuries. And I think next year will be better. So, you know, I'm not making excuses, but sometimes you got to look at the facts and say it is what it is. But yeah, I think we're going we're gonna to be all right. Long as we keep making the smart decisions and, and working to get better, we're going to be okay. Well, one more thing just to add to that, Rich. Can, can you explain to me just kind of that guard-center, guard combination? Because as I watch this offensive line, to me, mm -hmm. that's imperative. To, like, whether it's the vision of Tua having that vision of those, those passing lanes or just being able to step up in that pocket to make a, a clean throw over that linebacker. To me, that, that was more clear than ever how that position has to be more in sync. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that guard, the guard and how that would help to kind of be able to make those tough throws that he might have missed or vice versa? Yeah, and it's a great point you bring up, Frenchie. Um, 
basically I try to tell people, look at the offensive line, especially in passing situations. If you kind of look at a banana, it's kind of got like a bow, a bow in it. And typically your tackles are you guys that set back and run your outside rushes up the field, but your your two guards and your center got to create a solid where they're not going to give up as much ground. So when we run those guys around, it gives an area where the quarterback can step up and maneuver and still create the throw. So if they get too much pressure coming up the center of the of, of the pocket, he has nowhere to step up, and he's he, he's, he's going to step back and one of the edge rushes get him this and that. And so that's that's what's so critical. You got to have those big boys in the middle that you know when they get hit with a bull rush or something, they can they can stop that that momentum and sustain that to where you know if he has a step up he can step up and and give him enough time to see down the field and maybe go through all his progressions and hit that open wide receiver so yeah that you're you're right on point with that and then vice versa um uh, when you're running the football typically your center guard combination sometimes it's guard tackle but most of the time the center's going to be working with either the right guard or left guard just depending on which way it's onside or backside or whatever. And normally, like you said, most people they have two big defensive tackles in there that's, you know, anywhere from 330 to 350 pounds. So when you can get that movement on that guy and then work up to the linebacker, a lot of times that cre- creates that crease in that alley where that running back can hit it. And that, that linebacker has to make a decision. So if he chooses to go the wrong way, it can turn into a huge play. And now you 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 in a foot race with the safeties and the corners and stuff like that. So uh, offensive line play is, is huge. Most people don't really pay attention to it because, you know, the skill positions, that's what everybody know, the receivers, the quarterbacks, running backs, those are glory positions. But, yeah, it, it all it all go down in the trenches. So you're you bringing up some, some valid points and educating people that's kind of listening. So great questions. Rich, let's build on that a little bit. I, I, I've always looked at the – the coaching aspect of, of the game, whether it be or, or any sport, really. But I got to give Butch Berry a lot of credit, man, because he really, especially coming off where we first acquired him, there was a lot of talk about how he was having trouble in that Denver locker room, how players were not really um, warming up to his style with the sticky notes on the lockers and this and that, kind of a an older, old school, like in-your-face type of guy. And he did a fantastic job with the players that we have. Um, I know that you've gone through, I'm sure, plenty of offensive line coaches. Can you kind of like expand on that, the effect or or, or what the, the, the coach's role is coaching professional football players, not so much the college and, and let's say high school, whatever, but more so co- uh, professional football players? Yeah, I, I think the thing when you say the word coach, it's not to say you hear a lot of people say, um, well, this guy's uncoachable. He couldn't get it, but when – you can take guys that the previous year was there and then have them operate at a level. I mean, it was a drastic, it was like a, we shot to the moon. I mean, comparing, yeah, before where he was and to where we at now and, and to get those guys to buy into his system and then to be able to plug and play guys that typically, like I said, we had a ton of injuries. You know, Toronto still was out. Connor Williams was out. Hunt was out. Isaiah Wynn and uh, Austin Jackson, not much, but he missed a little bit. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for Lamb to be able to, you know, plug these guys and to continue to go. And I am pre- I think we finished probably top 10. At one time, at the 
early in the first half of the season, we were like one of the top five offensive line units overall. So I'm like to go from, I think we were in the bottom, like 28, probably down the year before. And then this guy come in and turn it around like that. Nice. I mean, that's the reason that, you know, Tyreek Hill has the success that he has. It's not because those guys are giving him time to, to run his route and give him two or time enough to get the ball out and make those big plays. So, yeah, um, I mean, he did an outstanding job. I mean, because typically, like you say, you don't have that many injuries or that 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 many musical chairs or guys shuffling like they did. But, but yeah, he did he did an outstanding job. I agree with you. Great, Wally Gasson. Oh yeah, man, I, I, I'm with you on, on on the Austin Jackson and Butch Berry job. I, I to me, he he's probably uh, Butch Berry is an unsung hero of of this this coaching staff. People talk about just like you said, it's it's cool to look at the the 2,000 pers- yard perspective of Tyreek Hill, but them guys smacking each other up every down, it's impressive to see Austin Jackson, Connor Williams, even even in the in the, the small sample that we got. He made he made Liam Eikenberg, which was a butt of every joke, a starter in the NFL. Like Liam Michaelberg was a starter now. He 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 was solid. And I don't care what anybody says. We had coaches prior. We had multiple coaches before that. And Liam didn't look the way he looked this year. So my question is, what is your your outlook towards next season's offensive line? Like what they improving? What do you see happening there? Well, I know we got to get Connor on the contract. Um, I've heard some, and I don't know if it's finalized but Toronto offstead is considering retiring so you need a um you need a left tackle there um Robert Hunt we need to sign you know sign him back as well so we've got some guys that we got to address to to you know try to bring them back in the fold but I think either via acquiring the draft or free agency add another piece you know like all y'all are talking about I think that would really solidify it and it doesn't matter. I think with the type of coach we got, we could probably bring in a rookie or something. And the way he's developing guys, this and that, I will feel comfortable with him and the rookie versus, you know, if you add a veteran, sometimes you got you got to pay a, pay a premium for him. So you, even you'll get a high round, you know, second, third pick in the, in the draft. It's not going to cost you as much, but you got that guy for the long term, three or four years where you got to make a decision as far as, okay, now we got to pay this guy. Man, I would feel comfortable going through the draft and, and, and acquiring somebody or bringing somebody in and, and, and continue to build that offensive line. So, um, yeah, that, 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 that's what makes sense to me because I think we got the coach, and I think that's the thing that sometimes you got to do. When you know you got the coach that can develop the players, this and that, that, that takes a lot, of, a lot of pressure off of you. So, yeah, I, I'd probably say I would favor the draft probably right now more over – uh, acquiring free agency because yeah, we got uh, Wilkins. We got some guys we need to truly get signed, and so I know it's going to take some money. So if we can do that, I, that's that's what I'd be thinking right now. You have any targets in the draft, or you haven't gotten on to that yet? I, I haven't gone on to that, but um, um, like you said, Washington. I, I watched them play. They, they got some dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Michigan. I Michigan yeah, Michigan, Ohio State. Um, yeah. Uh, they got some monsters, and then um, George, I watched Georgia a couple of times this year. They they got some dogs. They always keep that, some dogs. That's center. So, yeah. That's center. Yeah. That's center. Georgia oh. got my friend. He, he, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Wait a minute, is the Kane fans there? I ain't trying to oh, feel Yeah, them, oh yeah, come on, man. Well, hey, we're all local boys down here, bro. So you know, hey, you know how we roll. Hey, hey y'all, y'all beat up, y'all beat up on my Aggies this year, but I, I ain't gonna take it personal because I, 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 I got, I, I got a little love. Hey, for we we, we weren't gonna bring that up, Rich. We, out of respect, yeah, we were not gonna bring but, that up. Rich, no, Rich, no, you you gonna talk about look, you can talk about the Vaughn and how we found out about the Vaughn two years ago without whooping y'all put on us. So but, we but, 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 but I, I got love for the Kane. I was down there too long. So, yeah, I, I know the history of that. And, you know, I was there, played with a lot of those guys in, in the professional league, this and that. That was – it was – man, the, the U was a special place down there at one point. I mean, they was they just kept putting them out. So, yeah, yeah. But but but, but let me ask you this. When we talk about the uh, the, the offense, because I, I'm going to stay on this hill for a moment. Okay. How like we talk about Tyreek and Waddle go get D Hop go get go get a uh, 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 go get another tight end who can do it. Let's get greedy at offensive line. Let's go get some. Let's go get some more of them boys. Let's go stock up on the big wheels, them big tires on the back of that Jeep. You need it in the winter time. Let's go get another guard. Go yeah. get another guard tackle. Go get me just some young bulls that can run with the boys we got. Connor, I need you. Hunt, I need you. AJ, I need you. Eichenberg, I need you, but I need two or three more of them. How greedy can we get, Rich? Because, like you say, in the wintertime, them right. tires, when you got to take them, them low profiles off, you got to put them back boys off, yeah. How good can we get? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I agree with you, but we do need those skill position guys. But um, um, it, it kind of reminds me of how Philadelphia was built last year. I mean, the offensive line was so good that it took so much pressure off of Jalen Hurts to where yes. he could execute this and that. And <gasps> um, I, I, I think we good. I, I'll tell you what I would like to see, not only offense, I'd love to see – a tight end in this offense that um, kind of like the tight end for um, the 49ers or whatever. I mean, oh, George get, Kittle, Rick Kittle. Uh, you you got somebody Kittle. like that. It's just, man, it just adds another element to your your offensive scheme because now it's a match, it's a, it's a mismatch for a linebacker, and normally they're too big for a safety. So if you get a guy that can run routes, but at the same time, Blocking the running game, man, it, it, it's a game changer, man. It, it, and a lot of times he can play in your your third down and long positions too, because it, it creates a mismatch when you're when your nickel or dime has got to try to match up with a big boy like that. So, man, Rich, if we you, can you find imagine, that tight end. You, you imagine you imagine a Keith Jackson in this offense? Oh, that would be nasty. That would be nasty. That would be nasty. That would be nasty. Yeah. I love Keith, man. That was one of my favorite yeah. players, bro. And it, and it's true. It's true. It's true. What he's saying because you really can't take advantage of 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 the defense if you per se if you don't have a tight end because he, oh yeah the matchup well, we don't have to worry about the tight end so now we could the matchup advantage you might have had with the running back you'll go ahead and 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 now focus on the tight end and put on the running back so. Yep. We need a tight end. I, the free agency is kind of crazy right now. No offense, one of those guys that we've been looking at. But yeah, you give me a pass catching tight end, a guy that could block, and 
because Doran Smythe, I love him. His blocking skills are yeah. amazing, but we need something with more versatility. Explosive, yeah, explosive. So, yeah, somebody, yeah, that you gotta, you got not necessarily game plan for, but you gotta know where this guy is. You know, a lot of times people say, okay, double team Tyree, you still got to deal with Waddle and this and that. But if you you add that tight end or whatever, he's like, man, we running thin over here on defense. Y'all just gotta, <laughs> gotta do the best you can do, you know. So yeah, that, that's it. But. One of the things you mentioned, one of the things you mentioned really, I'm so sorry, but one of the things you <laughs> It's a French show. Don't worry about it, French. You got it's it. It's a French show. Let me just sit back. <laughs> Go ahead, French. You got it. Go ahead, French. Come on, French. Don't do that, French. You're going to mess hey, the show up, a, bro. Come on, That's man. every every dime, man. Every day, every day, bro. French, be yourself, man. You know? hey, we hey, all family, French. Come on, French. Come on, with it. Come on, with it. He was the one on the group. He wanted all the attention. He wanted all the attention. Go ahead, friend. Go ahead. You, yeah. Like you're but I'm out here. But, um, okay. Really quick. When you talk about just kind of the offensive line leaning on those guys, that's one of the I want to take in next season more than a skill guy. Like, there's no skill guy to me that could take advantage or that could, that could make up what we could do in the run game if we just got those guys. Because I've seen it from a Dolphin side when those guys are just leaning on us and we're tired. And like yeah. That's more, to me, explosive than the run game, than the pass game, if you know I'm a runner and you can't stop it. Can't stop it. You can't stop it. And, and, and then the other thing, you know, I know y'all down there, but y'all know about that heat and that humidity down there in South Florida. And when that when that when that monkey jump on your back, I mean, we deal with Man. it because we play in it and this and that. But those teams come down there and and by halftime they're ready to give it up. They got the Mister fans going this and that. And when you lean on the other thing, I noticed too. I was watching the games and when you really get to running the football, the game goes a lot quicker. Did y'all notice that in the playoff game? Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, the first oh, yeah. quarter is already yeah. gone. Yeah, so. Yeah. No scoring the, game type game, yeah, but they, they were no scoring, but 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 the dog they know they've been in the dog fight. I mean, I mean they was they was coming off and, and the defense was like, man, we gotta do something. That's when you keep looking around, like the, the linebackers talking to the D lineman, hey man, try to hold them off a little bit because I can't shuffle to get to where I need to be. <laughs> now y'all talking to each other. That's that's what that's what that's what we want. So yeah, you get the big boys in sync and in rhythm and, and rolling like that. Did you see? Did you see? Did you see Sano Poe, whatever Sano Poe, whatever his name is, the, the kid from uh, from Detroit? Did you see yeah. that boy? You see that boy out there? I see. I seen him. It was as a matter of fact. It was a goal line play that they they ran the football on. I think it was a tackle between the uh, two double teams between the right tackle and the right guard, and I think the center and the left guard, and they walked both of those in, and and the back could have walked in the end zone, and I said. I said, man, the, the linebackers couldn't do nothing because they just they just walking them back. I said, yeah. as a wall, as a wall, as a wall. I yeah. I need that. Yeah. I need that. Yeah. As a dog, oh yeah. I, I like all these all these games. I would. It came down to blocking. It came down yeah. to winning in the trenches. You could yeah. have Tyree. You could have Patty Mahomes, Josh Allen. But if them boys in the front did not win, they ain't yeah. doing nothing. And we, I need more dogs. I need more dogs out there. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, now that's that's a good thing for Dolphin fans. It's a bad thing for any opponents, and I'm gonna tell you why. My, Miami got some of the best trash talkers I have ever met in my life, and they will not be quiet. I mean, they're going to give it to you from start to finish. You know, it's not, so if you're an opponent or a fan, you might not want to come down there and see your boys get that work like that because they, they ain't going to give you no break. I, I, I learned that early on. I was like, man, these boys down here, people talk trash, but it's from start to finish. I was like, man, so yeah, that, that'll be a beautiful thing now. Oh, yeah. If you if you ain't talking, you ain't from around here, but you got to. You ain't from. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't from South Florida. <laughs> That's the truth. That's a dead giveaway. Yeah, you, you got to be quick on your feet, man. Hey, you got to talk. Go Rich, ahead, I, I gotta I gotta ask this question, man. It's a it's a very it's a very obviously a very hot topic down here. It's a topic not so much with us because we we already our group kind of already knows exactly where we stand with this situation. But I need to get your perspective and your opponent uh, your um. Your opinion on yeah. our quarterback. You played with one of, the, if not the greatest in, in our franchise history and arguably one of the best or the best quarterbacks in the history of the game. Where do you stand with Tua? I, I, I think he's, um, I, I, I think I think we have our guy. I, I think the thing is, um, and, and what people have to realize is Tua doesn't call his own plays. So whatever Tua is calling is what's sitting in and every now and then he might have the option to check out of the play but the majority of the time he's calling what's sitting in and a lot of times i've seen in the second half of the season we we need to be a little quicker making adjustments to what the defense is giving us and when we don't make the adjustments um i've seen times where the, the routes are good but they're too long so you got to get the ball out quicker so when the defense starts blitzing you and you go in an empty set you can't. You might can't run a 15, 20 yard route. You, somebody's got to break that route off to where you can get the ball out. And when you can't, people see that and they say, "Oh, you know, he's not throwing the ball. You know, this and that." Block. It's, it's, I'm like, "No, no, no." They don't understand. But it's when people' emotions are high, they don't really want to hear that. They just yep. <laughs> say, yep. "It's Tua. It's Tua." I'm like, "No, nah, bro. It's it's bigger than that." This and that, and um, but I think we got our quarterback. I think he he made um, he's progressing every year. Like I this this past year, I love to see when he when it wasn't there. Sometimes just throw the ball away or get yep. down. You ain't got to take those hits. This and that, and I think that's why he was able to stay healthy this year. So he's making smarter decisions. I think Coach McDaniel get with him, and like what all of y'all are saying, if we can get a better running game going, a more consistent, yep. especially in the second half. Because I think by midway, everybody kind of figures out what your offensive scheme is, this and that. So now you got to say, okay, you ain't gonna surprise them. It's just okay. You gotta, you gotta impose your will on them. You know what I'm saying? This is what we gonna do. Y'all can't stop it. So it's just gonna be a long day. Come on, get, come on, get this work, and we're gonna give it to you, and we're gonna keep giving it to you. This is what it is. But we're gonna mix it up 
They said, okay, you thought that was a run? That was a play action. Okay. Thought that was a pass? Boom, we hit you with the run. He'd be like, now you're scratching your head. Now you're getting frustrated, and you don't know, man, what he's going to do. You just got to take that work. That's when the rough in the pass that comes along in that yeah. play action. And that's where your line will step up and say, hey, bro, we ain't, ain't going to have too much of that. You know what I'm saying? Because guys are trying to get the little cheap shot in, but I like how our guys step up and be like, nah, bro, we ain't having that. We ain't doing that. If it's a clean hit, cool, with all that late hit and stuff, no, nah, we ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, one of the things that we – and I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at this. I'll make it quick. Uh, one of the things that we noticed ourselves, and I'm sure it started coming out – um, later on in the season, a lot of people started, I guess, noticing it more that once Connor went down, the offense stalled and we were not. You can tell that the ball was trying to was coming out quicker out of two his hands and the offense kind of shifted to a negative. Yeah. Yeah. So and even even the snaps, the snaps were sometimes like really low, you know, this and that way he'd have to, you know. So all that affects when we used to get it right here, and you can just go here. Where if you got to go and try to catch it, right? That, it's just the depth. timing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think I think Carter was the biggest dog on the line. You could you you could you could, you can make an argument that he's the, he's the biggest dog we have. And I think we, I I know T said is is a is an amazing left tackle. He's a, he's a good guy. He he beat you up, but what I'm talking about is a dog. I think you saw Connor Winners. He fought no. at the at the peak of of homie from from the Rams. Connor Winners went and fought him. Yeah, and, like he didn't see that. Connor Winners is a dog. I, I think we lost all our, all our offensive line identity when he went down, and you could tell like everybody was just going through the motion. Well, well, the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand about the center position is the center for the offensive line is kind of like our quarterback. So when we walk to the line, he identifies the front, you know, yep. if it's four man, is it over, is it under, what a middle linebacker is. So no, we got the four down in the mic. Once he declares who that is, then that puts us on who we know we have this and that. So when you lose a guy like that, and I'm not saying I Eichenberg is not Connor, not yet. He's he still got some work to do. But when he's assured what he's doing, this and that, that filters down. It's just like if you walk in the, in a huddle and say your quarterback gets hurt and the next guy, you, the next quarterback comes in there and he don't look like he's scared or whatever, you can see that. You know what I'm saying? You can see it be like, oh, no, he ain't ready. We in trouble. But you just got to do what you got to do. And I'm not saying that by, by Eichenberg. I'm just saying he's not where Connor is right now. Right. I'm just giving an example. Yeah, about, there's a drop yeah. Yeah. You can you can read the body language. You can tell, like if you're in the hole with somebody and somebody a little nervous, or they didn't set one of the receivers out there, or running back catch the ball and get blew up or whatever, and you you look in his eyes when he get back in the hole away, you like, oh yeah, they didn't they didn't touch him up. We gonna see it in the TV. You see that look. You see it in the in the huddles even worse, but we can see it. Like we saw Leon be scared. We saw players in the uh, against Buffalo. I mean, against the the, the Chiefs, they they want to get hit. Like you can say what yeah. you want to say. They, they, it was too cold. They want to get was, hit. It was it was it was it was chilly out there, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Chilly. That's a, that's a tough game, man. Rick, let me ask you a quick question and just throwing something out there. Okay. What, what 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 would you think it would take 
for Liam to make the jump that AJ made from last season to this season? Do you think that's possible within within this offseason he can make that kind of a caliber jump? Because coming in, you know, and, and uh, you know, the playbook on him, you know, he's smart from Notre Dame, you know, yeah. high IQ, never get, you know what I mean? He has attributes to be one of the parts. Do you think that jump is in him or – I'm not saying that he's in them, but do yeah. you think that's a possibility to make that kind of a jump that AJ made, per se? Yeah. I, I, I think so, Fritchie. And, and this is what, you know, a lot of people don't look at. This is this was what his second – this past year was his second year, right? So when he came out of Notre Dame, he was an offensive tackle. So they tried him at tackle a little bit, then they moved him to guard. And then this year, he ended up playing center. I don't know if he's ever played center before. So – for him to to make those adjustments and do as well as he did, it's not the smart. It's just getting the repetitions at that position. You know what I'm saying? He just hadn't had enough repetitions. And I think, you know, him working on, on his snaps, this offseason, this and that, he's going to be a much polished player. You've seen him make progressions from, from year one to year two. Now from year two to year three, I think he'll continue to work because I think he's a professional and I think the coach – is going to demand because he's old school. He's going to demand, hey, you can do this. This is what we're looking at, this and that. So whether he's the backup center and the starting guard, I think he can make that. But it's just when you go from tackle, because I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't want to go from tackle to center trying to snap that snap that ball and then trying to that, – that's a, that's a different skill. And um, for him to be able to, to – pick it up and, and play at a high level that quick, I, I, I take it off. So it's just, he's just got to get more reps in and he's going to be okay. What, what, one last build off that. I, in my mind, I keep saying, oh, the guys need to get stronger. The guys, as I, with the offensive line, how much more is it strength versus agility versus like, I would say like direction, like pushing guys in the direction. How, how, how much, what would you, what would you break that up into a pie crust? Yeah, basically, it's what what it is is inside leverage. I see it up under y'all name, so <laughs> we could we you could be stronger than me, but if I could get up under, it's always about the pad level, and they'd always say low man wins, and it, it's just like the Eagles with that fourth down play when they we go for it on short yardage. You know how they submarine, and they always get it. They they perfected that technique, but. It's, it's even in football, the low man typically is going to win. So it's you continue to work out and stay strong and, and work on your flexibility and stuff. They have that. It's just getting your pad level down on a consistent level and, and, and coming off and hand placement and getting your hands inside and stuff like that. So it's all about leverage for the most part. Rich, I, <clears throat> I got to say, um, kind of pivoting away from the, from the current time, I, I got to ask you something. And and it kind of dovetails into into our current team. What and you you obviously were played under arguably the greatest coach of all time in Don Shula. What do you see the difference between him and the new style, new new age of Mike McDaniel's coaching style? I mean, obviously we know we know the the stories about Don being you know hard nosed and calling you out in, in in practices and in meetings, and Mike being more of a players coach per se. But mm-hmm. how does that? How does that? How does that quantify success? Well, I, I think you can be successful doing both. Like you said, 
Shula was hard nosed. That's that's what he knew. And I, I remember when I got there, and then Keith Sims got there, and it, it was basically <clears throat> he had it to where you basically had to fall in line. So when me and Keith got there, Marino was already there, Clayton Duke was already there, and so they were already used to playing at a high level. So um, you had to make the decision. You got to bring your game up to 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 if you're gonna want to play with us. This is what you're going to have to do. And then that was the expectation. So, of course, it's already pressure when you're high. I was first round, he was second round, but we were two rookies playing together. But, you know, we picked it up and and we matched that level of intensity. But um, I think even with Coach McDaniel, I think the thing is, is you got to be who you are and you can't BS your players. If you start BSing your players and tell them, oh, we got to do this, blah, blah, blah and they feel you're not shooting them straight or whatever, you'll lose a locker room and you won't get it back. And it doesn't matter whether you're a hard-nosed guy or whatever. If they don't feel you're genuine and truly care about them, because you can be hard-nosed and care about them, you can be a player's coach. It's just what fits your style. And it's just like Shula couldn't be a Coach McDaniel. That's not his style and, and vice versa. So as long as you buy in and the coach, the, the players believe what, you, what you're preaching and they buy into it, both can be successful, but yeah, Shula was totally opposite. Yeah, he he wouldn't have none of that. I figured that it was a, a little difference in, in total. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't no little, ain't no little difference. Yeah, if you messed up on that field, I remember I messed up, and I could I would be walking to the sideline, and I could see Shula with his eyes on me, waiting for me, and I would go like try to angle away from. Him. And he would just walk down the side. Me. But I, I would never make eye contact with him. I say, man, you just got to yell or what? I'm going over here. Just, you know, you just got to take it. But at the end of the day, he's trying to win that football game. Right. And right. It, you know what I loved about Shula was he paid so much attention to the little details, the penalties, the mental errors, knowing what you're supposed to do on your assignments. Because, you know, most football games, a lot of times it's a field goal, three or four points most of the time. It's not like a blowout every game. So he knew how important it was to, to minimize the mistakes and knowing what you're doing as far as mental errors, that that could be the, the, the determination and whether you win and lose football games. And then that was instilled in us and, and still to this day, you know, being on time, just the little stuff that you, most people take for granted, it was instilled in it. And I, I think that's why he had the success he had. I agree. Junior, you got something for Rich? Hey, Richmond. Sorry, I'm tardy to the party. Had some uh, things I had to take care of, man. Thank you again for coming through. Uh, pre really appreciate it. Um, I, I, I missed a whole lot, so I, I'm, I'm probably going to re-ask the same question that you guys asked. What are your overall thoughts on the specifically the offensive line? Um, I thought for us to deal with the depth playing majority of the snaps, and still being a top-ranked offense and a top-ranked rushing offense, I thought they did pretty good. So shout-out to Barry. What are your thoughts overall, and what do you think we can improve from here at this point out? Yeah, um, um, I think we all got the same sentiment, uh, and I agree with you there. Um, I thought we had an outstanding year, um, especially considering all the injuries that we had and for guys to – you know, move around and play in different um, slots and still maintain that level of play and the finish 
uh, probably one of the top 10 lines in the NFL. I, I thought it was truly amazing. Uh, coach did an outstanding job. And uh, we also saw the, the growth and development of Austin Jackson. You know, I told you guys earlier, I thought he had a Pro Bowl year. I mean, he played tremendous. I mean, I th- maybe gave up one sack or something. It was, it was something crazy. But he, he balled out this year. And I think if we win a couple more games or something, I think he would have got that Pro Bowl nod, but he's he's one of the best right right tackles in the game right now. So um, hats off to them. We just got to stay healthy, and you know, add another piece or two just for you know depth and stuff like that. But yeah, coach did an outstanding job with those guys. Rich, before before I don't know how much more time you got, but I I got to share something. You know, okay. Junior fin, Finn's mechanic was here. Uh, he got he got here late. Obviously, he has a uh, obviously uh, other responsibilities. But I got to share something. If you take a look at your screen, uh, <clears throat> I found it, uh, online. If you if you notice, the first guy right here. This is this is Finn's mechanic. Look at the number he wore. I just noticed what number he wore. Seventy eight. Yeah, Seventy eight. That. Oh. That's right. So. Uh, I don't know if there's any correlation to that, that, but it's there is actually is a correlation. Yes, it, it, you were my favorite player. Hey, playing center guard in high school, I I wanted to represent that number. So yes, there is a correlation. What what high school? I went to Blanche Ely High School in Pompano Beach, Florida. Okay, you you're just north. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, I sure appreciate that, brother. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's funny how I, I just happened to find that. I was like, oh, there has to be. Maybe there has to be some sort of correlation to that. So it's, that's pretty good. So, I didn't mean so, to embarrass you, Junior. My bad. So, no, nah, so, man. I, so, I wear it with pride, man. I, I, I enjoy it. I appreciate that, man. Again, I'm so sorry that came in late. No, you're good, brother. Hey, you got to take care of what you got to take care of. Don't worry about that. So Frenchie was the wide receiver. Is that is that what y'all telling me? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Emotional I, damage. I, I, thought, I thought Wally said uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to find out who, in the, who I'm in the huddle with. That's all I'm trying to I'm, hey, I'm the tight end. I told you. <laughs> you, you right next to me, then. That's all right. That's you right next to me. You good, French. Hey, you you, you, you want to be humble now. It is not. It's That's it. That's it. That's what we missing. Go get me. Hey, so hold on, hold on. So, so I, I gotta say something on that. So, okay. what happened? What happened with with Gisecki last year? He was in New England. No, 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 no. I mean, the year before, I should he say. He can't block. He can't block. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Yeah, okay. yeah. He wasn't happy with his block, and they say he wanted to be a wide receiver. That's what yeah. they were saying. I, I don't know. I like like that's what I was saying. Yeah. Honestly, so. all we need to do is find somebody like Randy McMichael. We're going to start cooking. Man. That's all we need. Oh, yeah. I, hey, I've been trying to get Randy Mack on the show, man, but he's, you know. He, he, he he is he back in Georgia? Where is he, where is he at? I think so. I, I, think, so. I, think, he's in, I think he's in Georgia. I, think he, I, I thought he was coaching. I think I, I thought he was doing something okay. with the kid. 
Okay, okay. He okay. might be doing something with the kids. That's why we probably can't get him on. Yeah, man. But... I figure now with the with the off season, it'll be a little easier to get some guys on. But yeah, I know people got stuff going on. So. And but I I think it's a total opposite because off season don't got to do like football related stuff. So they got more family time. Yeah, so I think it, yeah, yeah. It could be. Like people going fishing, the weather cleaning up. They coming down out here. You know, it's different. It's about that time, yo. So, Rich, before before we get out of here, my, I, my, I, need, my, I need you to share like some sort of like interesting story, man. Yeah, was the Marino story. Give us yeah, you got to give us something we don't know you already. Got, you got to give us. We got to give you something, man. <laughs> I, I I I give y'all, I, and I've told this story before. And um, so, me and Keith, me and Keith gets to Miami. Of course, you know we the two rookies, and I think we were going. Were we in training? I think we were in training camp. And so we were running, running with the first team, this and that, and we had ran a play. And uh, Dan Marino come up to both of us, look us in the eye, and he said, hey, he said, what's the most important thing you got to remember? And so we kind of look at each other, and we's like, the snap count? He was like, no. And I said, like, the play? He's like, no. He said, the, the most important thing you got to remember is y'all got to protect me. And we look at <laughs> each other, and uh, – we fell out laughing. He kind of laughed too, but he was serious. And I thought about it. I said, well, he actually yeah. got a point there. I yeah, said, I said, yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. How's uh have cool. you still keeping you still keeping contact with Keith? With Keith, yes, 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 yeah. As a matter of fact, he's got a son that's playing high school football. He might be a freshman or sophomore. And he's oh, man. He's in the Georgia area, somewhere around Atlanta, maybe on the outskirts. But he's got he's got one of his boys playing, uh, and he's coaching. So I know. Yeah, I, I did I see that. I, yeah, yeah, he's coaching. So yeah, he gonna if he's playing offensive line, he in good hands. He gonna he gonna be a monster. You know? Yeah. By by the way, Richmond, I, me and you were in the same tune about Mr. Austin Jackson. I call him Pancake Jackson. He does, man. This guy, yeah. this guy's insufferable. Season. Like he's oh, this guy's one of the top right tackles in the league. He's the prototypical yeah. right tackle. The kick was yeah. five. But you know what? You know what? Now, since you said it, I'll yeah. believe it. Oh my god! It, I didn't believe it when he said I, it, but when I, you I said it, I believe it. I've been validating. I'm, I'm the guru now. You got y'all can't, <laughs> y'all can't, y'all can't stop me now. Uh-uh. So, hey, if you ask me off the line question. You, you, you you got to give Junior a little love now because Junior played Junior played a little line too. Now. But he, he can't have all of He didn't see the vision. I was in the training camp. I'm like, look, he had a high yeah. ankle sprain, so you guys didn't get to see the whole product. He gonna be. I was saying all pro, and I was saying all the all the athletes because the kid the kid had it in him. The first yeah. the, last season and then this season, it just it just all it was all together. Like you said, we would have won a couple more games. He would have been in the all pro talks. Yeah, I, I think what a lot of people don't know about Austin Jackson was, you know, we drafted in the first round. So when I seen his highlights, it was never a question was he had the athletic ability or the skill set to do it. The thing was, he was like 20 years old when we drafted him. So he was just young and he just needed, a, like he just needed a few more reps. Now he didn't got that. It's like. Y'all better watch out, cause yeah, he, he, he it's it's only going up from here. So yeah, he yeah yeah we got our right tackle for sure. I like. What do you think I about like, Robert Hunt? I love Robert Hunt. You know, Robert Hunt. I I met him not this year, the year before, at the um, I think it came down for the Browns game, and then I saw him in the the Dolphins came and worked against. The Houston Texans here in Houston. So I, 
I went out and watched practice, so I saw him, and I told him, I said, I said, bro, I said, I'm living through you. I said, when you when you caught that that tip pass, and yeah. you, <laughs> I said, bro, I don't think I could have held on to it, but I said, I'm glad you caught it because. I say you represent for the big boys, so I I, I love Mr. Robert Hunt. Great, he great a dog, guy. man. Great he a dog. Guy. He a good guy. old country boy. He a dog. That's it. Man. That's yeah, it. That's another guy we need to we need to keep, man. I, I don't want to see yeah. him go anywhere. Well, listen, Rich. I know we're up we're up against the clock here. It's been over an hour. Okay. Um, I, the last thing I want to show you here is some one of our one of our watchers, and I have to, I happen to agree with this guy. We we got to find a way to get you get you that gold jacket, bro. I appreciate uh, it, man. Yeah. Now, seriously, man. Like I, I know we, me and you have had interactions before. I don't. You probably don't remember, but I, I, you're, you're some. You absolutely deserve to have your name up there and have your bust up there, man. And I, and you could, I, I can guarantee you that all these, all five of us, uh, at Inside Liver, are gonna do everything we can to make sure that you get your, you get your name up. There. Uh, we'll get that campaign popping, man. Because oh, yeah. right. oh yeah, it's only right. It's only right. Okay. Man. Okay, we, need, we, need okay. more, we need more dogs up in the Hall of Fame. We need, <laughs> we need more, dogs more dogs up in there. That's it. That's it. All right, Rich, man. We appreciate you, man. Hey, I appreciate man, your time. I, man, I appreciate y'all. I had fun, man. Appreciate it. Junior, I'm glad I got an opportunity to meet you. Then every day you meet somebody that wore a number because of you. So that, that means a lot to me. And, Oh y'all, man, y'all, y'all, y'all had me laughing, brother. Y'all, y'all, y'all got the energy going. Keep it going. Oh yeah, man, that's, that's what, what we're that's all about. What, that's what we need in this community. We need more positive stuff like this. So yes, thank sir. you for yes, doing sir. that. And uh, appreciate you, man. Yeah, if y'all see me, don't be a stranger, bro. Don't be trying to act like y'all don't know me now. <laughs> nah, nah, man, we'll, we'll, we'll hit nah, you up, man. man. We got you, man. Hey, we got you. Okay. Honestly, check I, y'all I might, out, man. I might. The reasons too, man. I'm an officer, Google okay. now, so I might act like a little different now. You know what I mean? I'm only, only you, only you can do that, man. Nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, man, hopefully we can get you back on it sometime in the future, man. Okay. Yeah, we'll okay. Try, we'll, try, we'll, we'll try to get you for the post drive of free agency. Talk about these dogs you might got out of here, man. Okay. We, we'll see if we can set it up. That should be no problem. All right, man. All hey, right. good luck to you. And uh, looking forward to our next talk. All right. Y'all have so a much. good night. Okay. What's up? You too. All Thanks, right. man. Hands up.